Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Tom Wang. I'm a staff cardiologist here at the Cleveland Clinic in the section of cardiovascular imaging and department of cardiovascular medicine. Um, as well as assistant professor at the Cleveland Clinic uh, Learner College of Medicine. So today I want to be discussing with you regarding a condition called tricuspid regurgitation, which is increasingly recognized um, and is associated with adverse outcomes if you do not treat it appropriately. So tricuspid regurgitation is a condition of the tricuspid valve. So it's one of the four valves inside the heart. Uh, it is on the right side, which is the side that drains the blood that has run out of oxygen from the veins back into the heart to then go to the lungs to, give, uh, to get oxygen again. So the tricuspid valve is between the two chambers on the right side of the heart, the right atrium, which is the filling chamber, as well as the right ventricle, which is the more muscular pumping chamber that gets the blood to the lungs. Now, why has tricuspid valve not gained as much attention as other valves? It's because the left side of valves, the aortic and mitral valve, have more proven therapies and a lot of effective procedures and are probably more common overall uh, than tricuspid regurgitation. However, tricuspid regurgitation is also important now, as, uh, as is discussed earlier. So what does valve regurgitation mean? So there's two problems that can happen to heart valves that lead to problems. Um, one is that the valve leaflets do not open properly and becomes thickened and sometimes calcified and leads to obstruction to blood flow. And that's called stenosis, which is not what we're discussing today. Um, but the other problem is that the valve leaflets, when they close, there's some gaps, gaps when it closes and therefore leads to leakage of blood flow going in the wrong direction. And that's called tricuspid regurgitation. Um, so that's why it's important to look at leaky heart valves to determine you know, what, what can be causing it because if the valve uh, flow, blood flow is going in the wrong direction, then it can cause um, uh, bad outcomes on the heart muscle itself and also to how you feel. So the next question is, what causes tricuspid regurgitation? Um, and there's many different causes, um, but 95% of cases is what we call secondary tricuspid regurgitation, which means there's something else wrong with the heart that leads to the leakage of the valve. Whereas only about 5% of cases where the leaflets themselves are actually damaged. So secondary causes of tricuspid regurgitation includes anything else wrong with the heart on the left side. So if you've got some aortic valve issue, mitral valve issue, if you have heart failure or weakened heart muscle, or even if you've had abnormal heart rhythms like atrial fibrillation, or blocked heart artery disease, all of those things can lead to uh, tricuspid regurgitation from uh, secondary tricuspid regurgitation. The other uh, cause for secondary uh, tricuspid regurgitation is if you have chronic lung disease from lung damage, such as smoking-related lung disease um, and other lung diseases that increases the pressure in the lungs that then leads to tricuspid regurgitation. Uh, what are the causes of primary tricuspid regurgitation, which means the valve leaflets themselves are damaged? This can include infection of the valve leaflets like endocarditis, um, rheumatic fever and rheumatic heart disease. Um, if it's just sort of age, wear and tear and degenerative changes. If you've got a pacemaker that's impinging on the leaflet itself. 
and other rarer causes like uh, carcinoid, uh, cancers, uh, congenital or inherited causes and so on. So next we want to know about, you know, what are the symptoms of tricuspid regurgitation that should alert you to maybe thinking about that you may have this condition. So unfortunately, actually many people have no symptoms and the tricuspid regurgitation is detected when we assess them for a variety of other reasons and we find it incidentally. Um, but if you were going to feel unwell with tricuspid regurgitation, the main symptoms are you will start to feel a bit more fatigued, you might feel short of breath and notice that you don't you can't exercise as much as you can, um, that you're noticing a decrease in the exercise tolerance. You might get swelling, which can be in the legs often, or sometimes in the abdomen or anywhere else in the body. And you might feel a bit of bloating or reduced appetite, nausea, and so on. Now, these uh, symptoms are very often very nonspecific. So you should see a doctor and even a cardiologist to get checked out to see what type of heart condition you may have, and sometimes it could even be a lung condition. So when you come to see a heart doctor regarding tricuspid regurgitation um, or, valve, or leaky heart valves, then one of the first things um, the doctor is going to do for you is to do some uh, imaging tests to look at how much leakage there is and if there's indeed leakage at all. So one of the first tests that you're going to get is a heart ultrasound scan, where uh, the sonographer or technician will put a probe on your chest, um, usually with a cold gel. And using that, they can assess all your heart chambers as well as all your heart valves um, to see you know, how your heart function is doing and whether your valves have any narrowing or leakage in them. And based on that, they can assess the severity of your leaking heart valve and also what's causing the leaking heart valve and how is that impacting on your heart chambers size and function. So for example, if it's becoming more dilated or if your pump function is reduced, then that might suggest that there's more severity uh, in, in the leakage of the heart valve. Other tests that the uh, imaging tests that the cardiologist might order may include a transesophageal echo. So this involves putting a probe down the esophagus, a bit like an endoscopy, and you're generally sedated for that. But that gives us much clearer images of the valve leaflets. Um, to see what's causing it and how bad the leakage is. Uh, you could get a test called a cardiac MRI, which you go into a big scanner and you lie down for about half an hour to an hour, where they run through many sequences to assess your heart size and function, as well as the leaflets. And also you could get a CT scan, which is a scan that is quicker, five to 10 minutes, which may involve contrast injection, which will help us plan for procedures, whether it's a uh, operation or a transcatheter procedure. Occasionally, you might get a cath procedure as well, which is a test to look at your heart arteries and also measure the pressures inside your heart to see whether it's suitable that you might need a procedure or not. So the last but also important question that is asked is how do we treat tricuspid regurgitation? And in many cases, before getting to a severe stage, medications is all that is needed. So for example, if you're becoming more and more short of breath and swelling, then you need to be given medications to help you uh, take the fluid off and pass more urine. So these are the diuretic medications. If you have uh, conditions like heart failure or weak heart muscle, you should be on medications that improve the heart function. If you have, for example, a blocked heart artery disease, then you might need procedures to treat that, such as stents or bypass surgery. If you have abnormal heart rhythms, which often contribute to leaky heart valves, then you might need medications to either slow your heart rate down 
keep your heart rhythm in the normal rhythm, or even ablation procedures that can try and get rid of that heart rhythm for you, such as atrial fibrillation. Once we move beyond that, so if you have quite severe leakage of the heart valve and medications aren't uh, sufficient to control either your symptoms or the leak, then that's where we start to consider an operation, which can involve an open heart operation, uh, or in selected cases, the more recent developed transcatheter procedures. So if you have an open heart operation, that is just like any other standard uh, open heart surgery, it might involve just the tricuspid valve for the leak, or whether you might have also other valves that need to be fixed, or the heart arteries that need to be fixed at the same time. But it will be the standard open heart surgery that you'll be put under anesthetic, uh, general anesthetic, so you'll be put to sleep. You'll be on the cardiopulmonary bypass machine, which will do the pump, heart pumping and uh, oxygen delivery for your body for you. And it will be usually three to four hours um, to try and do the operation. You can expect that you'll be intensive care unit usually one to two days after the procedure and in hospital for about five to seven days uh, after the procedure, assuming that everything goes well. And this is where that tricuspid regurgitation surgery really needs special expertise because there's a vast difference in outcomes depending on where your surgery is performed. We know that for uh, isolated tricuspid surgery, for example, it's a very high-risk procedure. And the chance of you know, dying or something bad happening to you may be as high as 8 to 10% if you just take an average surgical center in the U.S. or around the world. Whereas at Cleveland Clinic, the risk of an adverse outcome of that happening is much lower at around 3%. And therefore, this is why many patients choose to come here to have this operation because it's a highly technical operation and not often performed. So you want it to be done at a very high expertise and volume center. Um, and here we will uh, manage the, the surgery. We'll try to do tricuspid valve repair as much as possible to avoid a valve replacement to improve the outcomes and also operate as early as we can so that we know that you're not too sick to have the operation. However, for some patients, they might be um, you know, further down the line before they find out they have tricuspid regurgitation and need a procedure. This can still be safely done here at the Cleveland Clinic, either with an operation or sometimes if the risk is truly too high, then we have to consider transcatheter procedures. So these are procedures where we don't have to do an open heart surgery. We don't have to cut through the sternum. Um, but we can try and get to your heart uh, often through your groin, so blood vessels through your groin and with catheters to go up the veins and into the heart to then fix the valve that way. And there's a few options, uh, both uh, that are on the market as well as in the clinical trials that are currently underway here, done here at the Cleveland Clinic, which may involve, for example, uh, putting a clip to bring the valve leaflets uh, closer together it can involve um, putting in uh, devices that bring in the annulus so that it brings again from the outside to bring the valve close together to reduce the leak. Um, it can involve procedures that put devices into your veins that drain back into the heart so that the leakage of the valve doesn't affect the other organs. And also valve replacement procedures where they put in a new valve through a catheter into the heart to try and uh, reduce the leak. And each of these um, have various degrees of success, um, but we have uh, building a, a large experience here at the clinic to try and uh, improve the outcomes in those which surgery is deemed too high risk or inappropriate. So in summary, for um, you to understand tricuspid regurgitation, it's one of the, uh, the right side of half valves 
of which there's a significant leak in it, and it can be associated with symptoms and adverse outcomes, which is why you need to be assessed by a cardiologist using a variety of imaging techniques from the cardiac ultrasound or the echo, and you might need an MRI or a CT scan. And then the management will involve, uh, at the minimum, medical medications to try and uh, improve and reduce the degree of uh, leak, targeting the causes of tricuspid regurgitation. And then if you do have severe leakage, then you might require an operation or a transcatheter procedure to improve your outcomes. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.